You're listening to the Gen Cares Powered by Chosen podcast, the show that brings the community to you with your host, Jen Cares. Well, good evening and welcome to Gen Cares Powered by Chosen Counselors, where we bring the community to you. I am your host, Jen Cares, and the founder of Chosen Counselors, a nonprofit organization that seeks to inspire, motivate, empower, and strengthen individuals and families. As always, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, for liking, for sharing, for commenting, and coming back again to see what it is that we're doing over here. Special thanks to our amazing guests from our March series, Lady Bernadette Mills, Dr. Tashina Reeder, Darnell Johnson, and Jeremiah Chase. I hope that you know that you are packing, that you are looking in the mirror, that you are pursuing your dreams in spite of unpopular opinions. You know, I went to see a movie, um, I think it was last month, Lost City, and something that stood out to me was, it's sweeter after difficulty. March and forth can be hard, friends, but there is something amazing about achieving your goal. There is something amazing about pushing yourself beyond, beyond what you thought you could even do. That something is the sweetness of knowing that you are fulfilling your purpose. And friends, if I could do it, guess what? You can do it too. So let's get into tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is, well, this month is April. And this month we are honoring my mama, Ada E. Harris. And the theme is music of my heart. And friends, I'm gonna take my time because she was going way too soon. And you know, I often reflect on how things would have been if she was still alive. And as bittersweet as it is that she's gone, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Maybe in the same capacity, but not in the same vein, possibly. I don't know. But you know what I am proud of and happy to say? That those skills and tools that she imparted in me hmm, are helping me today to be who I am. And I believe she would be pretty proud of me. That's me. But as shared, I am grateful for the impact that she has made in my heart, you know, Music was her heart. She was a musician. And this month, we're going to talk to different musicians and those in the music world. They're going to share about their stories. I only did one person that actually knew her because I wasn't going to trip myself up and be on here crying every time. But you know what? If I did cry, guess what? It's okay. As I tab say, that's my business. Okay. So this month, we have titles of different songs that came to mind when I thought of my mom. Tonight's guest, as shared, was a friend, dear friend of my mom, David Winslow. Um, I went to his family school as a toddler and was potty trained by Winslow. And tonight's segment is I'll Always Love My Mama. So help me welcome and introduce David Winslow. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well with you. I'm doing well myself. Awesome, awesome. When I want to say thank you so much for joining me. You My know, pleasure. David Winslow is a star, y'all. I got some celebrities on this month. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He, we're going to learn about how he's a star. We're going to find out. I'm going to tell y'all. Um, so over here at Jen Cares, we start with a quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is, a mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. A mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. What are your thoughts on that, David? Do you agree, disagree? Oh, I, I definitely agree. My mom's been going 22 years um, in May. It'll be 22 years, May 17th. Mm-hmm. And I still feel her love. You know, uh, sometimes it gets 
it gets hard to remember her voice, to see her face, you know what I mean? And it, it kind of fades uh, away and you want to hold on to that. But I, one thing that I always did with my mom, and I guess I'm a mama's boy, mm-hmm. you know, I never went to bed without kissing my mother goodnight. And I never went to bed without telling her I loved her. Even if she was mad at me about something, she said, boy, get away from me. You know, <laughs> I love you anyway, you know, or if I was upset about something, I never went to sleep without telling my mother that I loved her. Yes. And it's because of her and your mom mm-hmm. that I'm here, that I'm in the place that I'm in today. Mm. You know, so. Wow. You know, and I thought it was so fitting because every time I see you, you always share with me um, how my mom inspired you. And I was like, you know, that's legacy, you know. Yeah. You know, for her kids, it's a legacy. But to know that she impacted somebody else's life, that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping that I impact somebody else's life and just my daily living of being of help and support to others. But it always, you know, touched my heartstrings a little bit when you tell me that. And it's ironic um, that you know, to know about that impact, but it's also refreshing to know that, hey, she also helped other people beyond That's you. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's my, Ada was my heart. You know what I mean? Ada was the one, and I don't know if you want me to tell the story now, but Ada was the one that saw something in me mm-hmm. um, as a child. You know, um, I was already musical, you know, singing, and, you know, I was in uh, all Philadelphia Boys Choir, and and so I did uh, singing in the church choir and all that kind of stuff. And I was one of those kids that was kind of strange. I never wanted to sing with kids because kids' music was just too childish for me. <laughs> I always wanted to sing what the adults were singing, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. Now, I wasn't too much of a a lead singer or a standout person, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I loved being in the choir with the adults and playing the tambourine and clapping and all that kind of stuff. That's that's just the way I grew up. And um, as you can see, my baby's back here. I started collecting albums when I was 13 years old. Wow. Um, and my mother bought me my first, my own first album, which was Shirley Caesar's first solo album. Ooh. And it was called I, I'll Go. And she had said to me, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I want the, the album I'll Go by Shirley Caesar and I want James Cleveland, Crown Prince of Gospel. Yes. You know, and she said, Boy, you better get some toys or something. I said, I don't want no toys. You know, and she said, No, well, I'm getting you something. You know, I said, Look, you're only going to spend $10 for both of them. <laughs> Save your money and get me what I know I'm going to do. You know, what I'm going to use. That's my toys, you know. And from there, I just started collecting and collecting. And right now in my house, there's about 20,000 albums. That's only a small portion. I believe. Like 20,000 albums in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a place to lay my head. You know, I got a little piece of corner in my bed because there's out boxes of albums everywhere, you know, and I still play them. Very nice. You know, I, I love my vinyl. I'm not too much into CDs. I'm mm-hmm. an old head. But uh, I love my old gospel, my old vinyl gospel. Wow. You know, so, but your mom saw something and uh, she got me one day and she said, Are you, do you play piano? I said, Well, I pick out a couple notes and, you know, I was doing like this and, 
picking out little things that I heard. She said, come on. And she took me over to the Oregon at 53rd and Walton, Ave Walton Avenue, uh, Gospel Crusades Tabernacle. She was the organist there. And she started showing me different things on the organ. You know, and I said, okay. And at one point I was playing just like her. Mm -hmm. You know, every turn she made, I, I made it, you know. And then she started me um, playing during service, you know. But I wasn't playing piano and I wasn't playing organ. Mm -hmm. Your mom had an accordion. Okay. So imagine being in a Pentecostal church and everybody's shouting and I'm pumping this accordion. <laughs> you get strong arms. <laughs> I was like this. <clears throat> and I was thinking to myself, Lord, I wish I had that accordion now. You know, because that was just like, I think your grandmother gave it to your mom mm -hmm. and your mom gave it to me. And uh, from there, everything just went on and on and on. And I got involved in music. Somebody told my mother that I was learning how to play because my mother wasn't in church at the time. Mm -hmm. She heard that I was playing. My mother went out one day and bought me a piano Very nice. on somebody else's word. Mm -hmm. You know, she had never heard it. And there was never one time that I walked that walked by that piano and didn't play something. If oh. it was nothing but a chord or anything. Wow. 75% of all the music that I have in my house, I know how to play. Wow. You know, because I used to play it with the albums, you know, yeah. and then do whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, but that that basically came from first of all, my mother's prayers. My mother always wanted me to be an organist. She never told me that. Wow. Until she heard that I started playing. Mm. And she said, you know, this is what I prayed the day you were born, that you would be an organist. And I said, really? She said, yeah. So her and my mom, your mom and my mom got together, and they were just talking about some things and all that, you know. And from there, the rest is history. Wow. Um, you see the David Winslow that you know now because of my mother's prayers mm. and support and your mother's teaching, mm. you know, and I never forget Ada. Wow. Never. And I mean, everywhere I go, how did you start? Ada, <laughs> Starks, Colston Harris. Yes. Was the one that started me playing. They said, oh, Ada, I remember her. I said, yeah, that's who started me playing. And then in turn, later on in years, she became a David Winslow singer. Okay. She sang with me for a while, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that was an honor. And she would just sit there in rehearsal and just cry. Oh. What are you crying for now? <laughs> you know, she said, I just can't believe that you're doing all of this and you know, you're so talented and all that stuff. And, and she always built me up. Mm -hmm. Right or wrong, she always built me up. She didn't accept my wrong, mm -hmm. but she always built me up. There was never anything to... Um, you know, put me down or anything like that, you know, but she was always there to build me, you know, and I thank God, I'm serious, I thank God for your mom, and I wish she was here now, but I have also learned that God has a purpose in the plan, Yes. you know, and even when you were talking about you don't know where you would be if you would be doing this, mm -hmm. God took her, first of all, to take her home with him, mm -hmm. And God took her because he knew that you could be self-supportive yes. and still grow, you know? So there, there is purpose. Um, there is, um, 
um, purpose and there, there is a determined factor in your life. God knew exactly what he was doing. And you are where you are because of her, yeah. uh, because of the Lord, you know, what he's done for you. And even talking to you, uh, like I know your whole family, mm -hmm. you know, and and you're a different child. Mm. You're a, and I've always told you that. I said, you're a, you're a different child. And, you know, I used to call you Rogeline. Come here, Rogeline. You know, that's your mm -hmm. grandmother's name, but. You know, but even when you were in school, you were a different child. You never got in trouble, you know what I mean, and things like that. And it wasn't because you were scared, mm -hmm. but it was because that was who you were. Mm -hmm. You were a very uh, disciplined, obedient child, mm -hmm. you know, and you have grown into be an, a disciplined, obedient woman. And not just a woman, but a woman of God. Yes. And I am so proud of you. I was thinking, I don't even know what to call her. Is she my sister? Is she my niece? You know, whatever. I just say my Jennifer. Yes. You know, and I really do thank God for you. I really do. I love your smile. You know, um, I love your attitude. I love your success. You know, and I was even sitting here thinking, you know, she has her own home. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. where other... I. I don't even have my own home. You know what I mean? But at a young age, you had a determination to be all that you can be for the Lord and for yourself. And I'm proud of that. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. He's trying to get some water I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You know, you just, I love you. I love you. We're family. We're family. No matter what. Absolutely. You, know, but, you definitely added some more color to the story of that uh as you shared and it was like refreshing also to hear and to learn those different things it's awesome i um it's, it's been 28 years is it i don't know i don't know 18 okay i don't know nevertheless i i think um it was scary i, I knew god okay yes but i learned god in a newer fashion when she passed right um, I was 20. I had just finished two years of college. I had two more years to go. And during that summer break, she transitioned. Okay. I had to go back to school. I was going to school out of town. And um, when you said I get determination, I think that was like the thing of you can't give up now. Like right. she started you on a journey. You right. got to finish this thing. And I'm right. so, so truly grateful um, for those things that she also instilled in me, you know, and to hear that she also instilled in somebody else shows that she was true blue. Ada the whole way through yeah. to help somebody else. And it's so refreshing. So refreshing. I don't know if you remember, there was a song that she used to sing as a solo all the time. In fact, I played it the other day and it was by Dionne Warwick. It was a gospel album that Dionne Warwick did and it was called The Magic of Believing. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but she used to sing, every time she would sing a solo, she would always say, Magic of Believing is always in your heart. And I can still hear her voice. Mm -hmm. You know, singing, and she would sit there and play and, you know, and singing and bob her head and all that. I used to get tickled when when your mom would praise the Lord and she would, she's the first one I ever saw that would actually jump off an organ and go to dancing, ah. you know. <laughs> and guess what? I do the same thing, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> no organ can hold you down. No, nothing. And I mean, we be. Clap and she would stomp that thing out. She had a dance on it too. She could really do it, you know. Aww. But she was just such a lovable, 
lovable person, humble person, you know, and um, I just see her all over you. Oh, thank God for her mm. and you. Okay, friends, I gotta do a little detour because she gotta keep herself together to the best okay. Of okay, um. <laughs> I, you know, prepared some questions to ask and everything of that sort. So you kind of share how you got into music. I, ironically, like growing up, we had a Hammond in the living room. Right. I'm not sure how old I was when it first came, but it was there until, you know, she went on home. And um, I re I just enjoyed the times of us sitting around and her playing and we singing on my brother on the organ playing. Yeah. Um, she even had brought me like a little organ where I could play. It didn't quite work out. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. It was, it didn't work. And I, if I had a regret, sometimes I kind of regret that I didn't learn. Okay. But I don't know. And I had patience. I, it just wasn't working. And there's some things your parents can teach you, some things your parents can't teach you. Right. She also tried to um, uh, teach me how to drive. And I remember we was going around by the Please Touch Museum now over in that area. She was like, uh -huh. you got out, stop the car. I got out. I said, you drive. She said, no, but you was like, mm mm. You drive, I'm good. Um, and then she got me like a driving school and then it worked perfect because they like pumped me up. I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then it was great. And then she like, I'm so grateful you learned how to drive. You know, I like this being a passenger. Um, but for the playing, I guess we should have invested in somebody to teach me because it didn't quite work out. Well, some things are for some people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like my whole family is musical in some way. Yeah. But the only one that actually plays is uh, me, my cousin Carol, Carol Antrum. Mm -hmm. um, we're the only ones that, well, my, her mom played a little bit. Okay. The rest of the family, you know, didn't play. So it was just our place. Got it. You know, it was our place. So don't, don't, don't have any regrets about that. God has you exactly where you're supposed to be. You're right. You're right. You, you know. know, sometimes I know how to sing. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> that's I've, been, I I've, I've been dipped in the water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'll sing. You play, um, cause even my brother, like my sister, she'll sing alto. Um, I try to be an alto tenor. I can sing alto and tenor, but she's really a soprano. Okay. Um, and don't get me too excited, cause then I'm singing a higher soprano than what the soprano's singing, cause I feel like I'm supposed to be in a cloud sometimes. Okay. <laughs> but give me a song. We can rock that out. Um, okay. But I won't lie. Sometimes I think I. <clears throat> sometimes I feel like I'm not a singer. Only because um, growing up in a music world, you see so many different things. Yeah. It's a different culture that some people don't really know about. Right. And um, it could be intimidating unconsciously and consciously. Mm -hmm. And then it causes you to hold your gift in a little bit. And it's funny because I'll be like, I'm not a singer, I'm not a singer. And then um, my, I remember one time my parents were praying for me as I was being ordained a minister. And he was like, you're going to sing and travel. I was like, Jesus, didn't I just tell you I'm not a singer? <laughs> he then repeated himself. You're going to sing and travel. I said, all right, God, amen. Um, and it reminded me that it's not about Jennifer. So whatever song right. does come from your heart, you sing it to God anyway. And that's right. the most amazing part. Because I've heard some people that can't really sing, but the anointing made the difference where it's like, it still touched my heart. It still right. encouraged me. Right. Now, I can't hold my note. I do know my note. Okay. Um, but, you know. But I, I had experienced some people where they're not blessed all the way in there, but God still honors it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm not a singer myself. I can mm -hmm. teach you how to sing. Mm -hmm. But as far as me, like we're, we're, my group is preparing to do a CD. And there's a couple of songs that I sing with the group. But I'm not one of those 
um, choir directors that think just because my name is on it that I have to do to sing a song because I know I'm not, I'm not I don't have a product worthy voice mm -hmm. if you understand what I'm saying mm -hmm. now uh, and I tell people and lately people have been asking me sing a solo this you know they see me they say come up and give us a song do what <laughs> you know I'm not a singer but I what, what I tell everybody is I'm not a singer but I have a song yeah and it's a song that God has given you know I always have a song in my spirit somewhere I can find a song for every situation. Yes. You know, for yes. every situation, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the up, the down, the east, the west. I got a song for everything. Yes. You know, and um, I can get the point across. Mm -hmm. But as far as being able to run, uh, I can't do none of that. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can give you blessed assurance until you see every word. Yes. You know what I mean? So the Lord has given me that, mm -hmm. you know, but my group, I just had a meeting with the group and I said, well, I'm going to get somebody from the outside to sing this. I was going to get one of the stars from Philly. Mm -hmm. I'll get them to sing this song and this song. And the group said, no, you will not. That's your song. You wrote it. You experienced it. Mm. And they need to hear your experience mm. through this thing. So I said, okay, I'm not going to fight y'all. But I, I know I'm not a singer. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not a singer. But the Lord honors, you know, what I do. Yeah. You know, and I praise God for that. There is, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but there is an anointing on my life. Absolutely. You know, there's an anointing on my life. And once I found out, in plain text, what the anointing is, it helped me to realize that the anointing is in my life. And the anointing, as I have learned it, is the, the authority of God to achieve God's purpose, mm. God's way. Mm. That's what the anointing is. Yeah. And the anointing doesn't only work in church. Mm -hmm. It works in the secular field, you know, yeah. on your job. Yes. You know, driving your car. The anointing is always alive in your life. And it works. Mm. You know what I mean? Thank God for salvation. Thank God for sanctification. Thank God. You know how we used to testify being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and that yes. with a mighty burning fire and all that. Yes. But I praise God for the anointing on my life. Yes. More than the shout, more than the flicking of the hands, more, more than the tongues. Mm -hmm. I tell everybody I speak in more tongues in the book of Acts, you know, but First uh, Corinthians 13 clearly states the love chapter said, though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not love, I am what? Nothing. Nothing. You know, so I have to have the anointing. I can give my body to be burned. I can give my goods to feed the poor. Come on. You know, I can be the best husband. Mm -hmm. I can be the best brother, son, mm -hmm. whatever. But without love, yeah. I am nothing. Mm. Nothing. So I praise God for that anointing. All right. I like the piece that you said of your experience and like singing from your experience. Yeah. Because I'll never forget one time I was asked to sing a song. And um, one, you want to sing where you're comfortable. Because if you're doing too many hoops and hollers and you can't do it, you can't sustain it, it's not right. going to proceed very well. Right. And, um, I was singing it, and it was like, well, she did it like this on the album. I said, I'm Jennifer. Exactly. Exactly. You see, now, when we were coming up, you weren't a good singer unless you could mimic 
mimic the album. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to hear your way. Mm. They want to hear as close to the album right. way as you could. But if you can't do that or you don't feel it that way, I still do music from back in the day. Mm -hmm. But I took, I used the Winslow touch on it mm -hmm. to express yes. what I want out of it. Yes. You know what I mean? I can I could sing about a book, I could sing about the sheet music and all that, but expression mm. from my experience yes. is what I teach everywhere I go. You have to experience something. It's like I heard, I think it was one of the school graduations. And this girl was singing this song. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but it was um talking about a lot of hurt that she had been through. Now the child was only like four years old. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about, I've been hurt in the church. Da, 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 you know, all these negative things that went on. And I'm thinking to myself, you're not even old enough for this mm -hmm. to experience stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And everybody was singing, sing, baby. And I was like, I told the mother, do not let her ever do that again. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, it's good that she knows it. But let her sing something that fits her. Yeah, yeah. That she has experienced. Yes. And it will be totally different. And it makes such a difference. It's like you could pick any gospel song, right? And you could sing it. But when you really been through that thing, oh, one of my favorite hymns is Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Yeah. Like, you can first be like, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. And you're great. But when you yeah. that thing, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Right. Pain oh, it. Pain it. You got pain some tears in there. What needless pain we bear. And you feel it. They were like, yes. Yeah. I feel that. Because, I because you understand the words. Yes. You know, and it's, it's part of your experience. And when yes. you give that out, people have to reflect back and say, wow, mm. I just went through something. And had I thought about hey, that. Come on. I could have made it through in a different way yes. or even sooner. Mm. We don't, we don't know what peace is until we have the peace of God yes. and how, and even that line, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear all because mm. we do not carry, we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You know what I mean? And it's a similar self-explanatory. Yes. My my favorite hymn is Blessed Assurance. Everybody say, uh, baby, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Mine, yes. And no matter what I experience in this salvation that I have, this is just a foretaste mm, of glory. Come on. Of glory divine. I'm in air. Air of salvation. Salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. This is my story. This yes. is my song. And I'm praising my Savior all day oh. long because of this blessed yes. assurance. Yes. I was telling somebody yesterday, I had to preach yesterday and I told the church, I don't need anybody to validate my salvation. Mm. We as Pentecostal folk, we got saved 365 and a half times a yes. year. A year. <laughs> not, you know, not in a lifetime, but a year. Every week, they were telling us we were going to hell. Mm -hmm. We got saved all over again, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I learned that the first time I did it was enough. Mm, the first time. The first time I did it was enough, and it was because of what Jesus did. Yes. Not because I accepted him, but because of what he did and his election of me. I didn't choose him. Mm. He chose me. Mm. before the foundation of the world. You know what I mean? So it's mm. like, 
uh, once you experience, I didn't mean to go in all that. No, no, you're good, you're good. You know, but experience. Yes. You know, um, when you're coming from that, and I've experienced some things, some things I went through, some things I took myself into that I shouldn't Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a sinner. Yes. You know, saved by grace. And I was active in my sins. Come on. Consistently. Mm. But it wasn't until a still small voice talked to the Lord spoke to me and I was in a bar one day and I went to the bathroom. I I was washing my hands and I looked in the mirror and the Lord said, I am sick of you. Mm. I came out that day delivered and never went back. Mm. And it was just a still small voice. My experience. Your experience. My experience. And I tell everybody that. I'm transparent when it comes to that. Don't think just because I'm quote unquote David Winslow that I don't have issues. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of issues. We all do. You know, but it's because of his grace and, mercy. and his mercy toward us, you know, that is unbounding. Unbounding. And it's ever present and ever working in our lives. And, and I take hold to that. Yes. I take hold of that. When I play, people used to say, mm, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but whenever I would sit down to play, I would always bow my head and pray. Mm. Um, and I did it yesterday and laughed at myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, this this thing is just a habit with you. And I've been doing it ever since, yes. you know, I was a child. You know, I'm a, I'm a minister ordained. Yeah. Ordained elder, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And evangelists and all that kind of stuff but here's the deal i have to humble myself yes i have to humble myself my title means nothing nothing you know my life is what matters and if my life can be a living testimony yes of what god can do that's some of the stuff that your mother instilled in me live what you play Mm. live what you sing Yes. You know, and all that. And I keep that in mind because I don't want to bring a reproach on the name of Jesus Christ. Absolutely not. I don't want anybody to say anything bad about Jesus Christ because junk yes. that I do. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't allow people to talk about church. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm t- you know, and I tell everybody, you hear everybody's consistent saying, How come you stop going to church? Or how come you don't go to church? There's so many hypocrites in there. Well, baby, there's hypocrites on your job. There's hypocrites on scepter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. hypocrites walking down the street. That don't stop you from walking down the street. That don't stop you. You know. So yes. the thing is, stop blaming yes. everybody else for your lack of wanting to be there. I love it. You know, so it's it's a personal thing. You must be born again. It's heaven or hell. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. Hell is real. I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes. it but it's serious. Yes. And your life. And other people's lives depend on this, depend on, it. on your walk. Mm. My father always says, my father said, I will never reach my fullest potential until you exercise all the gifts that God has in you. Mm. So everybody else's lives around us mm-hmm. is depending on how we act because right. we're one body. Mm. You know what I mean? So what you're doing it's helping the body. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's helping the body. Go ahead. Mm. I go on and on. He done got fired up. He ready to go, friends. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, so, so this is my question too. So 
and being a musician, things that so you've been in church most of your life. All my life. Right. Um, how was that process for you? I remember like I had a neighbor, he was like, You're always in church because my mom plays. So we did for rehearsal, we did for this service, we right. did for that service. Don't let it be a revival. We did every night. Every night. Um, and he was like, Um, how do you like that? I said, you know, it's really the best place for me to be. Okay. What was your experience like with being in church so much? Because well, you see, I was I was a church boy. Mm-hmm. Like my my siblings. Especially like my brother, he didn't care whether he went to church or not. In fact, he mm-hmm. didn't till this day. He still don't like church. Mm-hmm. He loves God, but he don't like church. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't care if I don't never go to church. So this pandemic was excellent for him. I am a church boy. Mm-hmm. I love being in church. Mm-hmm. Always have. Yeah. All my life. Even when my mother was out of fellowship with the Lord, she made sure that I went to church every week. Mm-hmm. Every single week, she made provisions for me to go to church, you know, and I never forgot that, you know. And it was like, you know, and my mother used to say, Live what you sing, live what you you going to church. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the first time I broke out in the dance, my mother said, What you got to shout about? Ooh. Bad as you are, Ooh. you know, I couldn't explain it, mm-hmm. but it was just in me, yes. She said, I bet not ever catch you doing anything like that. I will beat you to the ground. And one night I was in Christian Tabernacle. She took me to a service. And she wasn't even in church. Come on, we're going to this program. And they were singing this song. I was at Christian Tabernacle. And they were singing, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified. free." And I'm sitting there going, "Mm," like that. My mother turned around and looked at me and said, what's wrong with you? I said nothing, and I'm sitting there shaking like a leaf because this mm. thing was burning up. Mm. I jumped this high over the pew, and when I landed, I landed on her ankle. <laughs> and the person that drove there to the church said, what's wrong with him? My mother said, I don't know. <laughs> she said, I will never bother you again. I will never bother you again. She said, you weren't playing. I said, no, I don't play with that. She said, I will never bother you again. And then it got to the point where, you know, you get older and you don't dance as much or you get seasoned. I'll put it like that. You don't dance as much. I used to, every time the music would start, I was dancing, Uh you know, but then you get seasoned and settled, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything is like that. And I never understood people saying hand waving crowd. Well, baby, I'm in it now. (laughs) I can't say a word. Yes. I can't do my little two-step. I, just I can't do it like that no more. I can't. I mean, I can still dance now, but I can't jump as high as I used to dance. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, partially from the illness and things like that. But uh, to answer your question, I love being in church. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Sorry. Yes. I love it because I, I, and I ask that question because it, you know, stems into train up a child in a way that it should go when he's only yeah. won't know stray from it. Because, you know, you were in church so much and not everybody has to be in church so much to not strain things that sort. But right. I think it grounded me just a little bit more where I knew that I can depend on God. I learned how to depend on God. Right. I've seen right. you do many things for being in different services. I've also seen people be human. Yeah. Yeah. They everywhere. Yeah. Um, but just that experience was refreshing. And when we got to go back to the sanctuary, I was a little excited um, to be amongst the people. Right, right, right. Mm. That's funny, down Mm. by the ankles. Um, so I want to talk about uh, a couple things with David Winslow, because you're a singer, so you have a group. How did that group come about? Um, I was singing with a group 
called the Johnny Thompson Singers. Mm -hmm. And I used to travel with him over to Europe and, you know, we traveled all over Europe. We ain't do too much in the States, but we were, we were on the European circuit. So I did that with him about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And one day I came off a tour and I said, I want to do my own, not that I wanted to go to Europe, but I wanted to express mm -hmm. myself in my way. And I have to give credit to my sister Dawn. My sister has been with me since she was born. Oh. Everywhere I went, she went. And sometimes she went grudgingly, mm -hmm. you know, but she was with me yeah. all the time. So it started with her and, and I had like um, nine other people, you know, and we were singing. And, you know, like a new thing does, it blew up like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, I wound up leaving uh, the Thompson Singers and I was playing for Philly Mass. Okay. Philadelphia Mass Choir, and I played for them for like 15 years. And um, there was a few people that I knew in Philly Mass, and I had to do a concert, so I asked them to come and help me to do this Ooh. Thanksgiving concert. Okay. And um, they joined me, and the first song, song we sang uh, was the first song that I wrote, He Whom the Sun Sets Free is Free Indeed. And uh, we still sing it today, 42 years later. They came and sang, and they were like, oh, we need to keep this together. This sounds good, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody says that in the beginning, until mm -hmm. it's time to work, you it's know what I mean? And um, I just stopped having rehearsal. I, I had rehearsal every week for 40 years. Every Wednesday was rehearsal night, mm. Bible study and rehearsal. So that's kind of how I got started. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So rehearsal is on Wednesday? Yes. Got it. Where is it at? I need to... Come on in. It's at my church. You know where it is. <laughs> yes. Because the church because the church had a school. Is the school closed? How long has the oh, school the school's been, been closed? The school's been closed since 2009. Okay. You know, so I've been out of work since 2009. Okay. You know, and... Um, but I'm telling you, God is a sustainer. Yes, he is. Um. I'm making more money now than I ever have, mm. you know, even at the school, you know, nice. and God, God is just faithful. And the one thing I am, I'm faithful with my, my tithes and my offerings. I'm mm. faithful to God. He doesn't have to ask for that. Yes. That's a given. Mm. You know what I mean? That's automatic, you know? So he keeps me, I mean, people are calling me up and say, Hey, can you loan me a thousand dollars? Hey, can you loan me $500? They come to me. I ain't got no job. Mm. And they said, Tommy said the same thing. We, they used to say the same thing about Tommy. But the thing was, I used to say, well, I'm, yeah, I'm like Tommy. But then Tommy always had money. Mm -hmm. That's why they would say that. Tommy ain't got no job, so where are you making all this money? Mm -hmm. But God is faithful. Yes. God is faithful to it. Mm. So what's your group? How many songs have you written? Oh, my God. Now, I'm not one of them kind of people that writes a song at the drop of a hat and all that. Okay. There have been times when the song has come to me instantly, and there have been times I had one song that took 10 years to write. Mm. I got the beginning of it, and I taught that to the group, and I left it alone. Mm. And one day we were having a service, and the girl that was in charge of um, devotion, as we used to call it, she said, David, see if you remember this. And she just started singing the song, Keep on Praising. His name, I said, oh, that's mine, you know. <laughs> and instantly from her singing that, everything else fell into place. Wow. Everything else. So I guess 
I guess on the real, about 25 songs. Very nice. 20, 25 songs. Very nice. Yeah, but it takes years to get there. Yes, yes. Yeah, What's but, your favorite song that you've written? Um, Between He Whom the Sun Sets Free is the first one. Mm-hmm. There's another song um, my sister sings, I Won't Be Defeated. Mm-hmm. I got that from The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Oh, yeah. When Dorothy landed on uh, in Munchkin Land on the Wicked mm-hmm. Witch of the North and mm-hmm. Glenda came down in her bowl. And yeah. I, that was my favorite show. Every year I would wait for that. But there was something that I noticed that Glenda said and when the, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West walked up to Glenda and said, and I'll get you too. And Glenda turned around, looked at her and said, be gone. You have no power here. Mm-hmm. That thing hit me like a ton of breath. And I wrote this song. Mm. I'll go through. I'll take it, but I won't be defeated. Uh, Devil, you have no power. Be gone. That's uh, what Glenda said. Be gone. You have no power here. I love it. I gotta find that song. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. I'll send it to you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's it's a Fast and Furious Pentecostal song, and somebody else sang the lead, and mm-hmm. I gave. I wanted to sing it one day, and I said, Dawn, do you know this? She said, Yeah. I said, Can you sing it? Never rehearsed it with her or anything. She mm-hmm. turned me out. Do you hear me? I believe it. She killed me, she killed the choir, killed the church, and then killed herself. Yes. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, Dawn. You know, and that's a talented girl. Yes. She doesn't even realize the talent that she has. Mm. That's my baby. That's my baby. Yes. Yeah. Boaz said, David Winslow came to our church and taught our choir, Unto You is Born This Day. Oh, yeah. That's written by Carol Antrim. It's a Christmas song um, taken from Matthew um, chapter 2. Yeah. You know, until you was born this day, a savior, a savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord. Yeah. But my my most favorite now is this song I wrote called Instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it came out of Ephesians chapter one, where Jesus, uh, Paul lets uh, the church of Ephesus know that your salvation is not based on you. It's based on the finished work of Christ. Mm -hmm. And the song says, I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Jesus. I've been chosen before the foundation of the world. I could be lost in my sin. Mm. I could be godless Mm. and messed up within. Instead, he saved me. Mm. You know, so, and, and that's all I got of the song and I was trying to finish it and somebody, Dawn said to me it's finished mm. that's it, just do mm. that so I can I can never even finish that song whenever I do it I believe you it because they instead got me oh my god instead he, like but <laughs> and taken from Ephesians chapter 2 all of y'all can read Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1, 2, 3 and the first two words of um, verse 4 you know, it's talking about having our um, our place in, you know, in the devil's realm. And he was the father. He mm-hmm. was our father in all this. And we, you know, we were living in our iniquity and going in our uh, lust of the flesh and mm-hmm. doing the lust of the flesh. And the fourth verse says, but God. But God. And, I, and from there, that whole song, that, that chorus just came, you know, and it's like, that was the song that the group said, you need to sing that yourself. I was going to let somebody else do it. Uh-oh. You need to sing that yourself. Mm. I said, I ain't going to fight you. So whatever comes out, however it comes out. 
Blame it on Dawn. Blame it on Dawn. (laughs) It came out with your experience. Yeah, well, blame it on Dawn, what it sounds like, you know, so. Yeah, but that's my my favorite now, instead. What would you say is your favorite song to play? What, for my group or just to play, period? In general, yeah. Um... I don't know. I, re- I first thing that came to, to mind was this song we sing, uh, "Father, we come to glorify your name." Mm-hmm. I love playing anything that's a hymn, and I do have a musician, and you know, Troy Chambers, yeah, is my is my musician, and I want to play "Come Thou Found," mm-hmm. you know. But I hate to say, Troy, let me play that one. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt his feelings or nothing. And it's not that he plays it bad. I just like to play that. Yes, yes, you yes. know, he does a, a wonderful job. The best thing, even God giving me him was unbelievable. Yes. This man is wanted all over the world. Yes. Very and he chose, I asked, and he said, I would love, I said, I would love for you to play for me. He said, okay. I said, but Troy, I ain't got no money. I ain't supposed to tell that part. Um, but <laughs> Troy, I ain't got no money. He said, I like your ministry. Mm. And he's been with me about eight years. And I have never had to look for him. He's he's so dependable. You know, in every in every era, he's our choir pastor. Mm. I don't have a chaplain, I have a pastor. Mm-hmm. And hey, he has authority to even sit me down. Mm. You're out of whack today. You need to go somewhere and sit down. I love it. And he can do that. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I had given him that authority. If you see me out of order, straighten me out. Yeah. He has called me into a meeting so many times. You got to stop this. You can't do that. You can't, you know, I don't know if you remember, but I was one of the musicians, you know, teachers that if you say something wrong, I cuss you out right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I mean cuss. I, I'm very fluent in cuss. I have mm-hmm. a PhD and an anointing in cuss. Mm-hmm. You know, but because of his ministering to me, you know, and and pulling me in, that doesn't happen anymore. I don't even get angry anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, come thou found. Nice. I, I wasn't of the the, the cuss uh, lineage, but I have been in rehearsals where if you didn't get it right, something could get thrown at you. Yeah, I, no, I don't do that because people throw back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I ain't got nobody touching me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, I um yeah, different experiences. And I always remember when I first started singing, it actually was um, at New Jerusalem, my great aunt and great uncle church in Chester. Right. Well, it was right. Twin Oaks at first, and Ernie was the musician. Right. And um, he told us all he was like, "Y'all go to soprano. If that's too hot, then y'all move." I ain't never been able to move from the soprano section. I can move if like it's an alto missing or it's a tenor missing. Right. But that soprano, I ain't been able to really move from there. I was on a gospel choir in school. And it was like, it's a lot of y'all altos over here that's supposed to be Sopranos. I'd be like, ain't nobody asked y'all to be in my business. Because <laughs> <laughs> altos sometimes carry the rhythm, so they, they got a nice to know sometimes. They're like, I like that. I want to groove, too, you know? Yeah. So they be up there. But the altos, they got swag. Uh, well, yeah, they got gut. That's the, that's the gut section. Yes, yes. You know? And Ernie was an awesome teacher. Yes. And he was a very mild-mannered teacher. Mm-hmm. I've never heard him raise his voice or anything like right. that. And I always said, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I used to tell him, I want to be like that when I grow up. 
Now I'm older than Ernie, you know, <laughs> but uh, I used to just watch how he would get stuff done. Yeah. And if he needed to read you, yeah. he knew how to read you in such a soft voice mm -hmm. that you would feel like you've been cussed out. I would have rather somebody cuss me out than to have him talk to me, <laughs> you know, the way he does. You know, Ernie, Ernie was witty, you know, yeah. he was right on top of things. He was, yeah. and, and Ernie's my cousin. You know, yeah, you know, but I, I miss him. Yeah, miss same him. here. It's funny how the music world is so connected because, you know, we had like the Hawkins family. It was Mama Hawkins, right. but uh, from that, it was Kia's story and Sammy's right. story. Right. Um, so friends of them hearing them sing all the time. I'm so sorry to hear of Kia's passing. Um, that hurt me. It did. It did. Kia was an original member of my choir. Kia mm -hmm. started singing with me when she was 12 years old. Wow. She died when she was 50, 52, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I just could not believe she was gone. Right. And I looked at her even in, you know, in the casket and she looked like she was sleeping. Girl, you need to get up. Sing you know song, I mean? please. Were you there at the service? I wasn't at the service. Okay. Well, when I tell you, she looked like she was just laying there sleeping. I believe she's such a jump. She actually sang at my mom's funeral. Um, okay. Her favorite songs was um, I Won't Complain and The High Place I Bring Down. And she sang High Place. Okay. Tore it up. Tore it up. Okay. I mean, yeah. Insane. She just, and she wonderful. just be standing there, just be coming out, be like, whew, it's just effortless. Yeah. And she was a fantastic songwriter, too. In fact, we're going to do a couple of her songs on, on my CD. And I'm trying to feature people that never get play. Very nice. You know what I mean? Rather than, I could get big names to write and all that. But I'd rather get people that really you don't really know about. You right. Know? So she's one of them that's gonna um we're gonna feature her music. I love it. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received in your music career? Be on time. <laughs> that's important. Um gospel singers, church people have a tendency to do everything late. Mm. Carol Anton's mother, my Aunt Mary, said, David, what time are you going to start service? And I was like, I was like 15 minutes late starting the service. I said, oh, I'm going to start in a minute. I'm waiting for some people to come in. She said, now, you told the Lord that you're going to start at 4 o'clock. Mm. The Lord is here to meet you at 4 o'clock. He's sitting here waiting for you. Don't mm. wait on them. Start when you say you're going to start. And I've been on time ever since, unless there's, an, you know, some kind of emergency or something right. like that. My group is the on-time group. Mm -hmm. We're there a half hour before um, we sing. I so we could pray and, you know, all that. And then we're the last ones to leave the church because they're not allowed to leave a service until it's over. Mm. You know, so, you know, discipline. You don't leave till it's over. Let's sit here for a second, because when you dropped a couple of nuggets right here, that's important that I want my friends to hear of its importance. The first one is starting on time. Right. Um, I went to a church, and that is the mentality where you feel like, you know, you have to wait for the people. I said, if you start on time, they'll realize that they need to come on time, because you oh, started yeah. not waiting for them. Oh, if yeah. they know you're going to take your time, they're going to take their time. And right. And you a little longer. And I don't have no problem being in church long. I've been there a long time before. If I've been in church all my life. We right. fell asleep, woke up, was right. still in church. Um. So that's not a problem, but that being on time. And ironically, when I moved back to Philadelphia, my big thing was like, what church am I going to go to and things that sort. And I was introduced to Victory Christian Center. Pastor is Apostle Jimmy A. Ellis. And they were having eight o'clock services at this time. 
I walked in like 802. They had already started. I said, wait a minute, what? Uh, exactly. What? Yeah. And then I, I had to go back again and find out they really was gonna keep starting all the time. Yeah. Every week. Yeah, that's right. Well, it, it moved it, it was like an eight o'clock service, and um, I think it was a 10 o'clock service when it was on two services, then it was like the 11 o'clock. But whatever it was, they always started time. I said, Oh, y'all at the moment, hard. Uh -huh. Now I might be late, but y'all start on time. I appreciate it. I'm gonna right. to get a seat and things that sort. And it's Look, so we start, we had, go ahead. We had service yesterday, um, at Prayer and Faith Temple, us and Brockington Ensemble. Yes. My group got on the floor. We opened up service. First of all, I didn't have devotion, praise, and worship, and none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm I'm down in it, but that nine times out of ten, it's a filler mm -hmm. to wait for people to come in. You're right. You're not really doing the job. So I said <laughs> we might at 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 ten minutes of four of four o'clock, we were standing on the floor. Yes. Five of. I had started the intro of the song. Yes. By the time we got to four o'clock, they were already in the second verse. I love it. You know what I mean? So it's like, y'all really start on time. In fact, a couple of my group members came in and they thought it was going to be, you know, one of those gospel programs. Yeah. And start late. And they had to sit in the audience because um, they came in late. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't have no devotion? No. You and know. services are different every time. You can't expect the same thing. You never know what's going to happen. Right, 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 right. I love it. So, so be on time. That's the main That's thing. the part you said was y'all stay. Well, y'all on time. But then y'all stay. One of the things that I experienced being in the gospel circuit, I'll say it like that, because there's a difference in the church world and the gospel circuit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a professional circuit, and we used to sing on a lot of those programs, and people would come in. First of all, they come in late. Second of all, they're rushing to find out when they're going to sing. Then they're sending notes up and saying, uh, mm. we got to go, mm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm watching people. It's like a revolving door. You come and sing your right. one little song and then you go out the door. You don't hear right. anybody else, you know, and I'm, I'm not about that. You sit there and sometimes they get mad at me. Why we got to sit here all this time? We're in service. We're not doing the show. We're in service. And when pastors, now God has given us favor with pastors. And pastors are the hardest people to please mm. when it comes to music, music groups, especially mm. community groups. Right. You said you come in on time. You act like you have some sense. You mm. look like you have some sense. Mm. You sing music that makes sense. Mm. And you stay for the whole service. Y'all can come back to my church anytime. Yeah. So there were times when we were the only ones sitting in the audience when the last group got up to sing. Wow. And we were the first ones to sing. I'll never forget that. Mm. You know, we were the first ones to sing because nobody wanted to go first. Mm. Right, because so they, they feel like the people not there and they got to be heard and seen. Oh, yeah. So they said, can you, um, can you open up? The guy was scared to ask me. I said, why are you scared? Most people don't want to sing first because you know that's the that's the tiebreaker or you know that's the one that break ground and all. I said, look, the anointing is the same in the beginning of the service as the end. You want me to sing now? I'll sing now. We yeah. sang one song, mm. couldn't go no further. Comes out found of every blessing, mm. and it wiped the church out. Not saying the group wiped it out, but the song, right. yes, wiped their church out because they heard it. 
Come thou fount of every blessing. You tune my heart to sing thy grace. Yes. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Lord, you teach me some melodious sonnet. Yes. Tongue by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount. I'm fixed upon it. Mount of thy redeeming love. They heard them words. And when I tell you, they went, the church went out. I went out. The group went out. We couldn't sing anything else. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not even how long right. you sing. Right. Be in place when you're supposed to be there. Take that to the bank and cash that one right I'm there. telling you, be in place. Because guess what? The Lord can move. Sometimes, yeah, recently, we haven't even been able to do a whole concert mm. because the Lord has just yes. um, moved in such a way mm. that we didn't have to do it. Mm. And I know when to cut it off. That's enough. They say, come back and do another. Mm -mm, it's over. Mm. There's no more milk in this cow. Leave it alone. That's you a know? big part too. Know when to cut it off. Yeah. Sometimes when, people go on and on and on. With and one I, line. One line. Yeah. You know, but sing music with meaning. And when you sing it, hit it and leave it alone. Mm. Unless the Lord says something different. Yeah. You know, don't milk it until it's dry. You know right. what I mean? You make right. them happy twice, as Johnny Thompson used to say. They're happy to see you come and happy to see you go. Mm -hmm. You know, so no when, no when to uh, do whatever. So you shared that you have over like two twenty thousand CD uh, vinyls um, mm -hmm. in a home, and it's funny because uh, <laughs> PJ said uh, he wants to see them all. Nah. <laughs> he said, I want to see them all. Oh, um, PJ Owens. Okay, man, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. So what? Hmm. So many of them. And it's funny because, you know, like people talk about the cassette tapes or CDs and all have those, but vinyls is pretty cool. Um, and to just be able to play them. What is your favorite one to play? Like, which one did you have to replace? I had to replace. Well, actually, first of all, I took care. I had to replace I'll Go. I still have the original that my mother gave me. Okay. When I was a child. What's I'll Go? Uh, uh, Shirley Caesar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shirley, her first solo album. Okay. And it was made in 1966. You know, I still have that, and I still have um, the original Crown Prince of Gospel, and I still play them today. In fact, when I get finished with you, I'm going back in the basement. I'm going to play my albums, you know, and do that. But that's what I love. I have, like, five turntables. Mm -hmm. um, I have a system in every room, nice. you know, because I need to be near my music. Yeah. You know, only place I don't have one is in the bathroom. I, okay. I, I, I <laughs> but I got it in the kitchen. You know, I got it in the bathroom. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I love. I love. That's my hobby. Mm -hmm. And I still collect albums. I go online and buy albums. And mm -hmm. I bought one album by this guy, uh, Clint Nutterback. I don't know if you mm. remember. Well, okay, he used to be a big preacher up in uh, Clinton, New Jersey. Okay, big church. Um, and he did this one album called It's Music to Me. Mm -hmm. In fact, Bernard Pender used to sing with them. And okay. he's a, he was like their main tenor lead. And I saw that album, brand new copy. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Still in Sullivan. <laughs> I said, I want that album, Lord. I paid $250 for that album and only played it once. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it. I got it. And it's sitting right there yeah. in my collection, you know. But uh, 
My favorite album of all time is an album called Grace. Mm. And it was done by the Institutional Radio Choir back in 1968. Okay. In fact, I have a copy upstairs and I have a copy down in the basement. Oh, he's fancy. He's fancy. Yeah. Sandy said he has music from way back. Way back. Hey, Sandy. That's my girl. Yeah, I, you know, I told her the other day, I said, how do you know David? She was telling me how she knew you things. So I said, it's a small world. I was trying to get her to sing with me. She helped me out a few times. You know, uh, the girl can sing. She, mm, Sandy, you hear that? The girl can sing, and I still want her. Mm, Sandy, you hear that? All right. Now, what time I see you again, Sandy? We're going to talk about this smart brain. <laughs> I got you. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But the thing that I like about Sandy is she's very dedicated to her church. Mm -hmm. She yeah. said, I have so much going on in my church. I can't be faithful to both of them. Yeah. I said, I understand that. Yeah. You know, yeah. She said, I would sing with you, but I, you know, don't work in my church. Yeah. Sandy is a victory right as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, so. Oh. Yeah. But a little more grace. All I want right now from Jesus. Just give me a little more grace. That's my favorite <laughs> song and my favorite album. Ah. Uh. She said you have an album from her old group. Yes, I do. Uh, what's the name? What's the guy's name? Uh, in fact, she sang a lead on it. I can't think of the name. I know it was produced by... Albums? Let me find out. She's a superstar, too. I knew she was a superstar, but now... She said everybody can see and hear you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Your point? What's your point? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, I love collecting albums. I can't yeah. show you the rest of the house because my house is in such dis. No worries. She said uh, Wilfred Moore. Wilfred Moore. That's right. Okay. She that's sang hilarious. with him. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's one awesome for the hobbies and the music and things. If you weren't doing music, what do you think you would be doing? Nothing. Hmm. I'm a very lazy person. <laughs> Amen. If I had my way, I'd be in bed. 24 hours a day. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm okay. just not, I'm not, um, and the Lord knew what he was doing when he gave me music because my mother said, you know, I prayed to the Lord that you would play music and the Lord has done a perfect work. She mm. said, because you haven't done a darn thing since you started playing. Nothing. Mm. And wow. I said, that's true, you know, and I, my interest in anything else is very low. That's you know? the awesome part though, because I share often, like, when you find work and things that so you want it to be something that you love. So it's something that just comes so natural to you. It's like, it's not even hard. It's something you enjoy. You find pleasure in it. That's an amazing place to be. Yeah. Uh, I even hated teach. I hated school when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I used to hooky school all the time. I One year, I just hookied all the way through the whole mm -hmm. year. And they promoted me because I was too old. Okay. You know, but... um you know, I would sit home and just lay on the couch and we used to take records and pile them up like anywhere from five to ten and let it reject. I don't know if you remember that. You hit the button and it, the next album would slide down, it would play and then the next album. But that's all I did, you know, was play music and sleep on the couch. And I would hear music in my sleep and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing. I, I really hated school. I hated it. And then wound up becoming a teacher. Wow. But that but that's 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 not odd for a musician to just listen to music. So it's funny because like I even in 
preparing for this month. I'm like, Jennifer, like, what's your favorite song? And it's like, I don't know that I have a favorite song. I have some great playlists of songs where I can okay. put it on and the next one comes on. I'm like, yes, you did. And you know, this is a good playlist and things like right. that. Some good jams and things of that sort. Um, but similar to like you said, like sometimes I feel like I'm a walking jukebox. I was at the office the other day and I was singing one song a couple minutes later, singing another song a couple minutes yeah. later. It was like, Jennifer, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> the songs come to my head and they come right, out. Right, right. Your mother played an album for me. I'll never forget it. Your mother played an album for me and it was a, it was an instrumental album. It was done by this man named Alfred Bolden. Okay. He played organ. And... Um, the title of the album was Alfred Bolden, the World's Greatest Gospel Organist. And when I heard the album, I loved it. And I remembered it. Every time I would come over to your house, mm -hmm. I wanted to hear that album. You know what I mean? And this was way before you were born. Mm -hmm. You know, so and I, she would always play that album for me. And I would practice, you know, different things that he did. And I saw it online one day. Brand, brand new coffee. Thank you. Yeah, I can. <laughs> But I only played, paid seven dollars for that one. Okay. You know? So thank the Lord, you know. But uh, and I still play it, and every time I hear it, I think of your mom. Hilarious, yo! These brand new copies mean to them. If I find a brand new copy, I'm gonna just send it over. I hope it's a good one. I'm gonna see. Well, I I tell people, my mother used to say all the time, "Don't ever buy David music," but nine times right. out of ten, he already yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so people would try to. My mother was so bad one time. She said, "I'm gonna buy David an album that he does not have. I know he doesn't have it." So he went to Philadelphia. She went to Philadelphia College of Bible to their library, and they had a album by what's the man's name, um, Pat Boone. Okay. And it was called "I Knew Jesus Before He Was a Superstar." That was the name of the album. Mm -hmm. And my mother said, "Here, this is for you." And I said. He said, I know you don't have this one. I went over to the closet. I said, Mom. <laughs> you had it before he was a superstar. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Pat Boone, too. You know, so. But, uh, yeah, that's all I, I would. Every paycheck, mm -hmm. I would go to. Well, of later years, it was um, Sound of Market down mm -hmm. at Levinson Market. And I would get there. I got off at 6. By 6.30, I was in the store. By quarter to 7, I had like 20 albums in my arm. Wow. You know, or when the CD era came, it had about 20 CDs. It was nothing for me to pay $200 a week. Mm -hmm. at, and if I didn't have it, I would buy it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I got all kinds. I got the choir stuff. I got the instrumental stuff, mm -hmm. small group stuff, old stuff, new stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I had it all. So people even now call me and say, do you have such and such a thing on I think Sandy asked me the same thing. Do you have this album? I said, yeah. She said, I'm on it. I said, okay. She said, send me a copy. I said, no problem. You know, but people call me from all over the world. Uh, could you put it on a link and send that to me? In a sure. Mm. When I told you. You got a whole business you, going on. Huh? You got a whole well, business in that. I can't sell it. I'm not going to right. be okay. this, this honest and sell it because it wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, vinyl stuff, you know, I can, I can give it away. You know, I can't copy CDs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the vinyl stuff is at least 20, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. So that's public domain. Yeah. You know, so I can send that. And he doing it illegal way, friends. Hey, Mama Wanda, she said, come on, Grace, institutional coaching. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was born Church of God in Christ. Yes. 
I left it, but I was born. <laughs> I, I was born in two, and it was funny. It wasn't until later on in my years that I learned the song. This is the church. church. I have that album too. <laughs> you well, cannot can, join in. You got, you got to be born. You made a different thoughts on that, but God bless. It's the church. Okay? Well, believe it or not, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you the name Church of God in Christ is biblical. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I understood what they were saying. Right. Spiritually, biblically, right. I also know what they were saying being grand. Right, right. You know, there is no church like like ours. Where the, yeah. And they are the largest Pentecostal church, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in the world. So, and I'll leave that at that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and funny, so as as growing up as a child, you know, you wear dresses, you wear uh, hats and suits and things that sort. And um, it's funny because at my church sometimes it could be like casual and things that sort. And I'm still walking with a skirt and things on because you used to go to church, so you're supposed to be dressed up and things of that sort. Um, I said they lucky I ain't pulled out one of these hats. They might get one this year. You know? I know that. Uh, I mean, it's 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 our era. Yeah, it's what we grew up in. You know yeah. what I mean? And some people, and I feel like this. Everything that is sent to you might not be sent to me. Right. But there are some things that you feel freedom in doing, mm -hmm. but it's sent to me. Yes. So if you feel that it's out of order for you to wear mm -hmm. pants uh, to church, mm -hmm. don't do it. Right, right. Because that's between you and God. You that's know what right. I mean? And exactly. I do wear pants sometimes. I just, I'm more of a skirt dress person. Okay. Right. If it's too cold, sometimes she may put a pant on. It gets a little chilly. Um, But you know, I, I I like, I like the dresses. I like the skirts and things. I wore pants Sunday, but the Sunday before, I think, was a skirt and things. I saw a dress or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm about to pull out a hat this year. Y'all be ready because they do it. And make sure you got nice feathers coming up like this <laughs> all the I way around the, the room. Room. I'm going to put that on. The people yeah. behind me going to be upset like sis. Can you like. <laughs> do what you got to do. That's it. That's it. You got to. And I mean, it. I'm old fashioned. Like, I, I don't. I still have instilled in me that women are not to wear pants and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, makeup and all that. But mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of things that were in, that were our culture, mm -hmm. was against women. Right. You know what I mean? Men could do everything and be anything they wanted to be, and they always got away with it. Right. You know, but women couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And once this sudden freedom came then you know the old heads would say y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of heathens anyway you ain't living sanctified you ain't living holy how you walking around with pants on but yeah here's the deal they know more word than you do mm -hmm. they're living a better life than you are mm -hmm. they're not judging you for what you're doing right right you know what i mean so never look on the outside yes you know because yeah. you never know what's on the inside that's it they say don't judge a book by its cover that's right and, it's funny, and getting ready for the night i put on red because my mom loved red lipstick and it's funny i actually still have a lipstick of hers it's, i think it's been 18 years i don't use it but it was hers and i just right. keep it in a little case because i feel like that's part of her right. you know i got a ring of hers um you know i wear it every so often i wore it today because it's her mom and then another thing we used to say i love you in sign language and I was randomly walking in a store when I was living in Maryland just before she passed. And um, they had the little charm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we always did that. I love you. So I bought it. Now I inherited it. So it's like it's different things. Right. I didn't remind me of her. But it's funny, like you said, um, different beliefs and things. But don't judge that book by its cover because you'll right. be surprised. Well, you honey, don't feel bad. I still have all my mother's clothes. Mm -hmm. It's been 22 years, and I refuse to throw them away. Mm-hmm. Or give them away. Now, my my um my best friend Karen, my sister wife, 
Karen, she comes in. I need a white blouse. Come on, go get it. You know, she can mm -hmm. clean the closet out. You know, I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, all her sneakers now, none of that can be worn anymore because it's all dry rotted and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. I just can't throw it away. Got it. It's a I process. Just, uh, yeah, I feel some kind of way about that. Yeah. But uh, you know, it ain't bothering nobody but me. Right. It's not in anybody's way. You know, mm -hmm. anything like that. So I sleep in her bed. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my heart. That's yeah. my... I think I think that's definitely a process. It's a a club that is not accepting new members. However, sometimes new members do join and losing a mom. And the 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 song that came to mind for today is the I always love my mom, but right. she's my favorite girl. Now I know you're a heathen listening to that rock and roll mess. <laughs> As a musician, you balance. You listen to a lot of different things. I have all that stuff too. I never like the intruders, but I do have R and B, jazz, and all that. So I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took this song from them. I took this song from them. It's like when I think of all the things I used to do, how mom used to clean somebody else's house just to buy me a new pair of shoes, and it was funny because I reflected, like, I I wish I had worked the program in. Maybe I'll do it another week. But from the program, I did a poem on the back, and it was talking about sacrificing my mom's middle name. And so much that our parents do for us that we don't realize that they do. Mm -hmm. And so you get older, and you have to do those things. like, wait a minute. Can she come back on loan, Jesus? She helped me in so many different areas yeah. that I yeah. never had to take on. Um, but it's, like, bittersweet. But it's great because you learn to sacrifice. You learn the hustle mentality, the grind mentality from them, how to get things done. And you don't even realize it until you're doing it. It's like, oh, I was equipped to know how to do it. It was just nicer when they did it. Um, but yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. My my favorite mama song was um, I Wish by uh, Stevie Wonder. Okay. Uh, looking back on when I was a nappy-headed little boy, then my only worry was was what for Christmas, what would be my toy. Mm. You know, even though we sometimes wouldn't get a thing, we were happy with the joy that they would bring, sneaking out the back back door to hang with them, hoodling friends of mine, you know, and then talking about his mother beating them and all that kind of stuff. And he's saying, I wish those days would come back once more, <laughs> you know. And, the, you know, the last beating I got from my mom, mm -hmm, I was 38 years old, mm -hmm. mm. 38 years old. And all I could do was laugh. You know, and that made her mad. And she beat me in the pulpit. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> what are you doing, David? I, I said something smart to her. And next thing I know, she popped me upside my head. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I'm 38 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you go, but she didn't care. Mm -hmm. She didn't care. You know, now me and her were best friends. Mm -hmm. We always hung together. You know that. Yes. We always hung together. We liked being around each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We were really friends. Mm -hmm. But then there were times when, you know, your friendship go a little bit too far and your mother give you that look, uh, yes. excuse mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. You know, and one day, I remember when I turned 40 and my group gave me a, um, a birthday gift and we were in service and I said, I'm finally grown. I don't want none of y'all in here trying to tell me what to do. Uh-oh. Well, I wouldn't even think about my mama. My mother waited a whole year until I turned 41. 
at the same Thanksgiving service, she said, don't you ever, as long as you live, tell me what I cannot, cannot, can and cannot do with you. Uh -oh. You are my child. Yes. You know, and I, I was like, she was patient. She yes. waited a whole year just to give that oh, little speech. Okay. And what you know the finger, right? Yes. Remember mom's finger? Yes. Come here. You I know, let me tell And that woman, I mean, I, I, I couldn't laugh. I was I was in such shock. There was nothing I could say. Yes. She waited a whole year to say oh. that. I said, okay, I ain't gonna bother you no more. I wouldn't either. Uh oh, y'all, y'all, y'all knew her as Aunt Dot, but I, I knew her as Mom. Yes. And, and and she would pick up anything if she need to get her point across. My mother knew how to throw throw lamps around corners mm. to hit me upside my head. Mm. And all, and it wasn't abuse. Mm -hmm. It was discipline. Mm -hmm. If I was bad enough to do what I was going to do, she was bad enough. To, and she would punish me or beat, not talk to me and all that stuff. But when she beat me, trust me, it left scars that I still see today. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Mama, yeah. I had. You know what I mean? You never got beat, though, did you? You know, I could count on one hand. I didn't like it. So I learned real quick. I, 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 I just can't imagine that. At, you know... One time I got in trouble because um I got a phone call home and um <laughs> I got a phone call home and I thought I got all sweet. She was like, you know that and I never happen again and I'm crying. Okay, okay. And I'm walking away. She said, you know what? Uh-uh. I want to get you so it don't happen again. She got oh, me. Oh God. I said, dad going it. And then another time I got beat because um we uh were running what happened was the week was like a chilly but hot, warm week. You know, you're running in and out, out the yeah. house on those days. Right. Don't be running in and out the house. We was like, okay. So our plan was to start a little bonfire in one of the neighbor's backyards so we could be warm and stay outside. The neighbor then came out, Miss Really, rest in peace. And um, we went running, whole telling to the house. And I'm all ready to tell my mom the truth. And um, I'm the one that took the matches out, my special self. Because um, oh, we had a family member that was staying in smoke, so they had matches in the house. And um, I was like, I took the matches and da, 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 da. But this is the thing. My honesty, even as a child, got me in trouble. I love because Ms. Really said, I don't think Jennifer had nothing to do with it. Oh, if you had just kept your mouth shut. I <laughs> had a beating and I was on punishment for the rest of that summer. So those are the two that I remember. Um, I remember one time I was like, you know, going back and forth with her because I was right and she was wrong. But it was other people around, and there's a time and place for everything. Right. And she cut her eye on me. I got myself right together and shut up uh, because I wasn't going to get embarrassed in front of other people. And then we had a conversation after, and she let me know, you know, whatever was going on. But those are the two beatings I remember. I didn't like beatings. Look, I, I my mother, my mother didn't care where she was. My mother, I still have schoolmates that went to school with me in second grade, and they remember my mother coming up to the school and beating me in front of the whole class. Ooh. You know what I mean? And they still talk about it today. Hilarious. From second grade. Wow. I'm 65 years old. Wow. You know what I mean? And they're talking about me getting beat in school, you know, and it's like, it just went down in history. Mm. You know, that one goes in the books, you know, yes. David got beat. it went through the whole school. Now, had she done that today, she would have been in jail. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm that, was called, that was called abuse, but we knew better.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, and you know, it, it helped us. I remember another time because I went to you know the school New Testament, and um, it was nap time. And my sister did my hair, all these baldies and barrettes. And baldies and barrettes were a blessing and a curse because those things hurt after a while. You know, when you got to do those little rolls and things in gym, uh-huh. we were taking naps. And some little girl had took my barrettes out and put her barrettes in and took my barrettes and flip flop. And I got home and they was un- unsure what happened. I'm like, I didn't take it out. I didn't touch it. I had enough talk, so don't touch your hair. Or I didn't touch my hair. Um... <laughs> I don't. I didn't get a beating for it, but I got a strong talking to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two are the only beatings I know. And then those looks when you get those looks, you know, I oh, gotta yeah. get myself together because <laughs> you don't want to get hit. That's the church looks. Uh, yeah. You know, and those are the looks that'll kill you. Your mind could be on the organ, you could be in the back of the mm-hmm. church, and some kind of way, even if you don't see it, you can feel yeah. her looking at you you know what i mean and just get this blank look on their on their face and yeah. then you know they're looking at you and you know and stuff again, like i that. got those looks because she's playing i i'm not right next to her right 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 so you know. you're right let me get myself again you're not getting me in trouble because no, that's right i mean we 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 had good discipline yes we had good solid yes discipline you know some people couldn't handle it fine mm-hmm. i'm thankful for the mom you know, and somebody would say, your mother wasn't perfect. And I would say, she's perfect for me. Yes, that's it. She was perfect for my attitude, perfect mm-hmm. for my, you know, my my being, period, for yes. who I was. You know, she she was perfect for me. And I think that's the most amazing part. I definitely hold my mom to a high standard because she was my queen. She was my mom. Okay. Um, but I also know the things that she did that may not have been great things that sort, but that's me covering because I didn't do all the stuff I was supposed to do either. But I'm grateful for the lessons that I learned from her experiences because, again, she messed up too, but she taught me this is how you do do it instead right. of doing it this way. Right. And, and you could even learn from their mistakes. Yes. You know, on what to do with you know, what to do with your own life. Yeah. You saw that didn't work for them. Don't you get into it. Right. You right. know, that'll show you. You've seen yes. the times when mom had to cry and, yes. you know, um, you know, over this thing and that thing and, you know, whatever and the depressions and, yes. you know, the illnesses and all, all that kind mm-hmm. of, you saw it. So you, you know, you can say to yourself, I'm not going to do so-and-so. Right. Because this is what caused this to happen to someone I know. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? So, like I said, you were a different child. I was going to try everything once. <laughs> I was going to try that. I'm going to test them waters. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't want to get burned. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> I understand that, but, you know, you never think, well, I never thought about the consequences mm-hmm. until it was almost time. Right. Then you're saying, Lord, I hope they don't find out, mm-hmm. you know, what what happened? My next door neighbor said something smart, said something to me, and I cussed her out. My next mm-hmm. door neighbor, and I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And when I cussed at her, we used to have these uh, windows that were in between our houses on the porch. Mm-hmm. She threw me through the window. Ooh. So my mother came home and said, "What happened to the window?" Me and Miss So and So went and threw me through the window, and blah blah blah. So my mom knocked on her door. She said, Dot, I am so sorry. You know, she said, but he made me so mad. She said, what did he do that can make you that mad? Mm-hmm. And she told what I did. And I mean, I used the good words. Mm. 
The good ones, huh? The good ones. Mm. You know, it wasn't just four letters. There was a couple five and six letter <laughs> things in there too, you know. And she said, I, I just I just never had no child talk to me last. And before I knew it, I just bam, you know. She said, Oh, you did? She said, yeah, Dot, I'm sorry, you know. She said, no, you did the right thing. And my mother threw me back through that window again. <laughs> and that was the other thing that I didn't want to get in trouble with because she had spies. I'd be walking to school and I'm like, hey, Jennifer, hey, baby. How you know my name one? You know uh -huh. my mama. So I can't do nothing. You don't, you can't do nothing. And then we had that one across the street, Miss Ruth, when she read speech, she was like, grandma told me, because my grandma, I turned one that May, she passed that August, right? Right. So Miss Ruth, she was that filler in. And she was like, yeah, I saw her going in the house. Miss Ruth. So I tell him the business. Of, and I, now, my brother and sister got in more trouble because I could go to Miss Ruth's house, get me some nice cup of water. I just wanted to go over to get some water and play on her baby grand. She had a baby grand in the house. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but the neighborhood, it was different. It yeah. was that village raising you. And now, don't touch my child. Can't do that. It's not the same. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you don't have anybody watching out for mm -hmm. every parent that we had up and down the street, we had to respect. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. we liked them or not, you respect mm -hmm. them. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, whatever. Um, Mr. So-and-so. You right. didn't call yeah. anybody by their first name and, you know, all the kind. You didn't talk any old kind of way. If they told you to do something, you did mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? And if they ever came to you, your mom and said, I told David to do so and so, and he rolled his eyes and smacked his teeth. You, you know, it. you know, one of those things. And mom was jumping on me. Mm -hmm. I don't care how out of order they were out yeah. there. You are supposed to. You know, we had a um, Miss Bright on our block, and she would come and knock on the door, like, "Can I borrow a cup of sugar?" And we used to joke and think it was funny, but something happened to her. We really was a little heartbroken because we knew Miss Bright to have some things going on but if we right. needed something she still was looking out for us as the right. children on the block and right. things that sort so yeah and i think it talks to it speaks to the longevity of being in homes as well so right on 52nd right. street i was there all my life so we knew all the neighbors we all grew up together okay we got in trouble together walked to school together started gotcha. fire together <laughs> um <laughs> with y'all to know, get beat together you know all i'm thinking in trouble i know that mm -mm. I know that it was Miss Goody Two Shoes that got in trouble. Because I told on myself. I don't regret it because, you know, it actually took me a while before I was able to touch matches and fire again because that really has scarred me. Okay. Um, because it really could have caused fire. It wasn't smart for us to be doing hindsight 50 50. Right. But as a right. child, it was smart, you know. It was we, fun. Look, you know, I used to take, we used to have a porcelain floor. Don't tell nobody about this, but we used to have a porcelain <laughs> floor and there was this oil called three in one oil. Mm -hmm. And I used to take it. And, and make like a stream going around the floor. Yes. Just a thin line, just, you know, in whatever kind of design. And then uh, I would light one end of the match and watch that fire going through. Now, I'm not thinking, boy, you can burn this house down, you know. But the thing is, you know, I put it out, you know, wiped it up and all that kind of stuff. And one day mom was saying, what happened to all the three-in-one oil? You know, and then one day there was a stain in there because I was doing this on a regular basis. You know what I mean? I can't. I, I mean, you know, just watch, watching, watching fire, you know. You know, and she saw a stain on the floor. It looked like it was a burn stain. You know, what happened to the floor? And all that kind of stuff. And then she went down there and felt it and it was oily. 
She smelled it. That's my three in one oil. And my mother had a way of doing. My mother would sit there and stare at me. She wouldn't say one word. Oh, she would just look at me. And I would say, what's wrong? If I said, what's wrong? Then she said, okay, you did something. You it was something. you that did so and so and so, you know. So oh, I deserve every beating I got. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> and I got a lot of them. Yes, Lord Jesus. That's you funny. Know? Oh, that's funny. But oh, she was right there to support me through. Yes, I, and that's the that's the best part of like you know you knew it was in love because then it came back of you know that it's gonna hurt me more than it hurt you. I understand it. It really does hurt them to have to do it, but they want to do it because they want to be able to teach you going forth. She I guess pushed, that's how I'm she, trying to understand it because them that, two, I don't like it. Um, that woman pushed it. me. She pushed me and not just supported, but pushed me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I joined the All City Choir, you know, and then it was 300 boys and they had like like 50 black children in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, most of them were Jewish and uh, uh the white folks were Jewish and Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, so we were out of place because all the black people went to Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't know nothing about that. When they started the small ensemble, which they would take like 40 boys out, out of 300, mm-hmm. they started a small ensemble, which turned into the Philadelphia Boys Chorale, which is still in existence today. Mm-hmm. You know, they got rid of the all-city choir. That's what they used to call the big choir. Okay. And they stuck with the the uh, 40 boys, you know. And, and it was only like 10 of us black in there. So, you know, we kind of stuck together. Right. You know, but my mother would go and take me down. We used to sing every night at the Academy of Music. You know, I sang overseas with the Vienna Boys Choir, which is the hottest boys choir in the world. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, the best choir in the world. You know, we did some things with Mormon Tabernacle. Okay. You know, um, classical stuff. I sang at the Union League. I sang at all the theaters downtown. I did the Academy of Music, you know. And this was all as a child. Wow. So I knew, like, professional stuff long before I was able to do professional stuff on my own. This is the kind of uh, training that I had musically, which took me into the gospel. So I use that, mm-hmm. what I learned back then and brought it into my own group or into my own music career, you know, stuff like that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. You've been doing it for a while. 42 years. They've won slow singers. When's your next concert? I know we just missed one. Uh, we have a concert coming up Sunday Okay. and it's going to be at 72nd and Woodland Avenue at New Beginnings Church of God in Christ. Okay. Um, Pastor uh, Connor, uh, I don't know if you know, they call him Rabbi. No, I'm not sure. Uh, Joseph Connor, um, but he's we're over there for their Palm Sunday, okay. and we're in concert for Palm Sunday at four o'clock. Be on time. Be on time. <laughs> Starting at three fifty. That's 3:50. right. Maybe three forty-five. We don't know. We don't That's know. right, because now they're not. Everybody's doing pandemic time. Mm. now you know what i mean mm. and and i can finish with this the pandemic has really taught us a lot about church mm-hmm. most people had to consolidate their services right um into maybe one hour mm. and it has really worked successfully mm. you know and the thing is you're realizing now 
hey, all that junk that we used to do for two and three hours and all that stuff is unnecessary. If you can prove, if you've already proven me, you can have service for one hour mm -hmm. and it'd be full. You know what I mean? A full service mm -hmm. in one hour. But you're not acknowledging this one and praising that one and doing this and taking five offerings and, you know, going through all the, all the motions and stuff. It has taught us, and not that I'm, I'm a stickler for time like you, right. if the Lord is moving, go with the move. Right, right. But unnecessary stuff. My church opened now and we started 12 o'clock, mm -hmm. 1245, we're out. Wow. I have an opening song. We have prayer scripture, and I do another song. I give them a few minutes for the, for uh, testimonies. Anybody that have one, we still have testimony service. Oh, and the yeah. thing is, I'm That's like this. Way. You know it's coming, so why are you sitting there? Yeah. So if you're not going to testify within 15 seconds of me saying, anybody got a song or testimony? We done. No? All right, move on. Offering time. <laughs> You know, well, you didn't give me time. No, they know it's the same service every week. You know what's coming. <laughs> I needed that 16th second, though, David. Because I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking, how much can I share yeah. without them judging me? Well, you know, I, I mean, not, uh, and then you got the routine testimony. Thank the Lord for being here, giving honor to God, pastor, sister, pastor, members, saints, and friends, the janitor, you know, the fuel club, Bible club. Uh, and they're giving all these accolades and all that stuff, and they end up by saying, "Thank the Lord for being here. Pray my strength to the Lord." Or the same prayer, Lord, thank you for the activity. I want to thank the Lord for being here. Thank the Lord for activity in my limbs. Thank the Lord for our pastor. And everybody basically has the same kind of testimony, and you're saying the same thing. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but there was the thing that the Five Baptist Church used to do. Everybody didn't testify. Let's all stand up and give a testimony in one voice. And all you hear, I mean, the whole congregation is standing up, testifying, and they're talking. Like, ain't nobody talking but them. You know what I mean? And you get one person that says, God has just been so good. Now, everybody done sat down, and this one person is staggering along. I solicit your prayers. I can't, David. You, you know, that's not a bad idea for everybody to go to one time because, you know, they've been having some people go by themselves and they've been really going out there. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, tell, like, all right, thanks. Tell some and right. keep some. Don't tell all your business. Yeah. But the Lord's been good. He delivered me from uh, Oh, we don't even want to talk about that. Amen. You know, certain things you cannot say. They just be excited. Mama Wanda knows Rabbi. She's like, hey, Rabbi. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's funny. What's something you want us to walk away with, David? Huh? What's something that you want us to walk away with? What's the closing thought um, you want? Um, honestly, walk with the Lord. Just walk with the Lord. And it's not as easy. I mean, it's not as hard as walking away from him. Mm. Walk with him. You know, uh, let the Holy Ghost lead you. And he's not going to speak in an audible voice, or, you know, but he can impress in your spirit the right things to do. Um, even in business, um, things you want to do for business and stuff. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I mean, that's the, that's the only thing that I can that I can really say. Just walk with him. Yeah. Walk with him. I and stay that. as sweet as you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Say, as, say as sweet as you are. And I love all of you out there that are listening. That's my cousin Alice. Yeah, she said it was a great session. Good seeing you. That's funny. I know Alice. She goes to victory as well. It's a small world. That's See? my mother's first cousin. 
Wow. Yeah. That's my yes. mother's first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This was really good. You yeah. had some preaching over here in these comments. You was teaching a little bit, they said. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Wanda was talking about that hand waving. That uh, was funny. If you can't dance, just <laughs> wave your hand. That's where I am. I can still jump a little bit, but not, I was looking at a video of a service that we did a couple of weeks ago at People's Baptist. And everybody was out in this dance, and I was looking, and I saw myself leaning on this 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 podium, and I'm standing, there, and I saw my head moving like this. I said, "What am I doing?" And it did dawn on me, "Oh, I was dancing." You could, <laughs> I can't jump that high no more. Oh God, oh God, I thank you. I thank you. I was dancing. I was I was dancing down, you know. But the thing is, that saying I can't do them. You know what the Lord, uh, the Bible say, um, run, and and not get weary, walking not feet. Well, you know I'm at a crawl stage right now. You know, and but I'm a crawl on. Okay, I'm a crawl on. I'm I'm there. You know, but still doing it. I thank all of you for your prayers. Um, today, yesterday was my sister's birthday, oh. Dawn's birthday. So if she's listening. I want to say happy birthday to Dawn. Yeah. You know, and I I stayed home tonight to be with Jennifer. I appreciate it. Because I was supposed to be in a, a way with Dawn. Oh, I you know, I was going to celebrate her birthday with her. But I'm leaving tomorrow to go down there. Yes. You know, but I had to be here with you. And Dawn understood that. She said, oh, yeah. You know, so I said, so thank you, Dawn, if you're watching. I love you. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, Charmaine also said, David Winslow. That's my sister, Smitty Gold. Yeah. <laughs> I love that girl. Yes. Uh, yes. Her and her husband. I love yes. them both. Victory Rights as well. You know, I got some Victory family that knows you. She's yes. at Victory? Yes. She ain't tell me that one. Well, they actually are in the process of moving. They just recently moved. But yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, okay. Well, she's under the covering of Apostle for sure, either way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, but uh, it's, now, it's, now when I get to church, I'm gonna wave my hand if I feel like God. Yeah, okay, you ain't gotta. Mm. And then if it when it really hit hot, you go, hey, <laughs> hey, you call it a day. Oh my god, hilarious! <laughs> my mom and we still holy, we still holy, and we still hold it. Don't get a crook now, be careful. Don't get that's right, that's right. You know, it, it's amazing. You know, when I was coming up in church and I came up in this church called Revival Temple down at 18th and Wharton. And when everybody else was shouting as a child, I wanted to do it too, mm -hmm. you know, but I thought you had to warm up to it, you know? So when, you know, you see people getting the quickening like the well, Revival had this thing, Revival Temple had this thing, everybody just quick to one side, you know, like that. So one day I was sitting on the front row next to my father and I said, hey, like that. My father said, bam. <laughs> Yeah, when you get that finger, that finger pluck, you know, boom, you know, like that boy stop that, you know. And I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> Look, that's because you you too young. Mama Wanda said I'm too young. I can't be oh, doing yeah. that. You're too young. We gotta get up and well, I'm get up and jump for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, look, we felt we felt the anointing too. Yes, absolutely. You know, or even, you know, to the point where 
I somebody got mad because the kids. I don't know if you were in the kids' choir at the school. Were you in the choir that we I had? I don't remember. I remember. I remember the school bus and my school bus driver. Oh, John, John Warlock, Mr. Mm -hmm. Warlock. Yeah. Well, we had this choir, so we were singing this song, and the song was going over good in rehearsal, and the kids were really getting glad about it. You know, they were they were pumping it up. And at the end of it, one of them jumped up and started dancing, you know. And I know he was playing around, you know, and all that stuff. So one of the teachers got up and said, oh, my goodness, that's ridiculous. I don't know why they played like that. Why would you allow them to, to do that, making fun of And I told them kids, look, your praise is even more important than mine. Because yes. God said that we had to come as you are, as a yeah. child, yeah. you know, with a child's heart yeah. and give you praise because your praise is pure. Mm -hmm. I said, I want every one of you kids on a count of three to break out in a dance. And I said, one, two, one, two, three. And then the kids did like this and they went to dancing all up. Well, something happened about two minutes later. Hmm. One of the girls, she's from, she's from Liberia. One of the girls started speaking in tongues. Mm. The next thing you know, the anointing hit them kids at that mm -hmm. praise. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, all the teachers went to dancing, mm. you know, and all that. And I'm saying this to say, never stop a child's praise. Yes. Never. Because you don't know what they, they might not even know how to explain it. Yes. Or it might even be just learned behavior. Mm -hmm. But let them learn that rather than learning how to cuss and how to um, come on have sex and all that. Let them kids dance in church. Let them dance. In fact, come take on. them out in the aisle and dance with them. Yes. You know what I mean? And let them, because their praise is poor. If you tell them God received your praise, they yes. believe that. Right. You know, when we used to have prayer in the school with the kids, and my mom would say, anybody got a prayer request? Ah, Doc, can you pray for my goldfish? My yes. goldfish was turned on his side this morning, and it was swimming real funny and all that. And them kids got together and prayed for that goldfish, and that goldfish is still living. You understand what I mean? Yes, yes. I mean, even Shawana, I don't know if you remember, she was, she was saying, Lord, you know, pray for my turtle. You know, my turtle's mm -hmm. real sick. He's not moving. He won't come out of the shell and all. Them mm -hmm. kids went down in sackcloth and ashes on that turtle. Yes. That turtle is still living today. Yeah. And that was some 20, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. That turtle is still, because you know, they have a lifespan of like 150 years. Right, right. That turtle is still living today because of the children's yes. prayer. Let them praise. Yes. And that's so important. Let because as a child, when you... Pray I, again. My mom, you know, had ailments growing up and things that sort. And I would pray like God, you know, work out things that sort. And then when you see something change, and it turns like God heard my prayer, He listened to me. Yeah. Now again, things go a different way because God, you know, has His time and things of right. that sort. But He has made ways out of no ways where That's I know right. for surety That's He was right. real. That's right. That's when right. He walk because you had a surgery done. Somebody dropping off some food at the house. I mm -hmm. knew that God was real. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, he will prove himself to yeah. you. Yes. You know, if you walk with him. Yes. You know, so Ooh, don't start crazy. preaching again. So how long is this thing supposed to be? We are, <laughs> we, we almost two hours now. I don't mind, but. I don't mind. It was good conversation. I really oh, do yeah. appreciate you joining us. Oh, I'm glad to be here. 
and glad to see so many friends out there. You know, yes, yes. And then it. they come back and watch again and add comments and things of that sort. But this was really, really good. I thank you so very much for joining us. I thank you for um, sharing some stories with me about my mom. There's some other conversations that we've had about my mom and it's interesting and learning or realizing that it's some paths that I don't want to go down because I don't want to get caught in different right. you know, holes and things of that sort. Um, because generational things are real and I don't want that to be my story. Okay. But try to stop her. You can't stop me because I got to go forth right. and do what it is that God has for me to do. And I'm so, so grateful for your transparency always and sharing and love and good downright good talking. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Made sense. Yeah. Even the funny parts. It made sense. All of them. All of them. All yeah. of them. Because, you know, even in some of the seriousness, you want to have some laughter because it can get hard sometimes. But you also want to know that it's all coming in love and it's yeah. well balanced. Yeah. And I always appreciate that from you. Uh, whenever I see you, whether at the diner, at a service. That's right. Or wherever. That's right. Thank you so very much again. My I'm going to see what I can do to come to that concert. Um, okay, gonna... come on over. Yes. You know, I, and you, I need to go find see... a couple songs. Huh? I need to go find a couple of songs. One is Instead, and I think it was another one you said. Oh, oh, I won't be defeated. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, but Instead is my song. Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that song. I'm going to look them up. I'm going to look them up. So, Oh, I'm no, they're not recorded or anything. Oh. No, I won't be defeated. We recorded that. Okay, okay. You know, but um, Instead hasn't been recorded. Or any, okay. That was something that the Lord gave me. God. You know, so we're gonna do that for the one coming up. Oh, you know. on Sunday or no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna record in November. Oh, I'm gonna be there, Lord. Let my schedule allow so I can be there. Yeah, we we've been trying to do this recording. We were supposed to do it when I uh in 2019. Mm -hmm. That's when I got sick. Right. You know, so um it was it was postponed. We were supposed to do it the next April, but the pandemic came, and I yeah. thought it was going to be over by the next November, but the pandemic was going even yeah. stronger. Yes. You know, so now the tentative date is going to be uh, November 19th, I think it is. Gotcha. All right. You know, I'll put so, that down in my book. Yeah. I'm going to keep my eye open. Okay. Now that I have your phone number and all that kind of stuff, I can keep you abreast yes. as to what's going on. Please. And I, please. I shall never forget. Awesome. The, the, uh, the seed that your mother planted. I shall never forget that. And in fact, even in, uh, it was supposed to be our 40th anniversary we were recording for, mm -hmm. but I, I have the notes and the first name that I mentioned was your mom, oh. you know, that started all of this. Cause I just, I just appreciate, you don't know how much it mm -hmm. is. I would not be the David Winslow I am today. The one y'all think is a star. I ain't nobody, you know, but. Uh, uh, a lot of people know my name. That'll make that'll make me a star. I don't yeah. know even if that's good, but anyway. <laughs> but I I have received a lot of respect from the area, you oh. know, and all that. And it's due to your mom's teaching. Awesome. Your mom even even planting the seed. I can still see her sitting with me. Both of us are sitting on that organ. Now you know the organ bench is only that big, but and both of us sitting up on it. Uh, you know, but she took time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, precious time. Mm -hmm. And she could be there hours after service was over, mm -hmm. you know, and say, oh, I'll bring him home. And it was always her. And I don't know if you know Joan Dats. No, I don't know Joan. Joan Dats was one of your mother's best friends. She belonged Wait a there. Minute. She, she lived on Walton Avenue, 53rd and Walton. 
she go to Bishop Stephen Walker Church? No, she goes to Maureen Davis Church. Okay, I may know. I may know. You know if you see her, you mm -hmm. know. But um, them two really helped to groom me. Awesome. You know, in um, a lot of areas, and and they were with me all the time through mm -hmm. the whole thing, and I never had a chance to properly, you know, thank them the way that I wanted to. You know, I always acknowledge whenever I saw your mother, whenever we were in service, because I would tell everybody she didn't want to start at this. Yes. You know, and I I just can't forget, you know, and I want to do something for Joan. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying she comes to the recording because I had something planned for her. Yes. You know, because they were with me mm -hmm. for that initial walk. Very nice. You know, through this door. And I think the greatest gratitude actually is how you have run with it and made it your own and put your own experience on it. That's some amazing the lives that you've touched, you know. Okay. Other musicians and, that you have inspired, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of um I'm older now, and my uh, people come up to me now and said, "Man, I love your playing. You're so smooth and this and that and blah." And I'm saying to myself, I don't play nearly as good as half of these people out here. But there are things that I, I can do that they can't. Mm -hmm. Now, there are things that they can do that I can't. Right, right. And I'm not saying one is better than the other. Right, right. But I'm saying we can all come together and learn, mm -hmm. you know, from, I mean, going to a lot of these young people services, I, I got this best friend and he just drags me to all the, to the Met for the uh, Vincent Bohannon stuff and yeah. you know um, Tamika Furby's um, mm -hmm. throwback and you yeah. know all that. He drags me to all that stuff and I'm like, this music is too young for me. But I'm learning from, mm -hmm. and I just went to Zach Williams' service that he okay. had with um, AJ Collier and mm -hmm. all that. And I'm sitting in there. I'm the oldest singer in there, <clears throat> you know. And um, I looked at it and I said, Lord. This is too young for me. And Zach looked in the back of the church. He said, oh, my God, I don't believe this. Mm. He said, we got somebody here that's a living legend. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, who is it? You know, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know, I'm looking around like everybody else. And, and he mentioned my name. And when I tell you, them kids went into a standing ovation on me. And I'm saying, I don't even know these people. Mm. You know what I mean? And. Mm. And God knows how to encourage you. Not that yes. you look for praise from yes. people. But every now and then, even Jesus wanted to hear thank you. Yes, come on. You know, uh, so it's nothing wrong with receiving a thank you from, yes. you know. And they were talking about my plan and, and the group and all that. And and I'm my biggest critic, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, they were saying how they're walking on, the, they're standing on the shoulders of what we did. and Yes. All this kind of stuff. And I said, Lord, I didn't realize we had such an impact. Mm. You know, because when people won't say anything to you, right, they'll talk about you. Right. You know, who's gonna be there? The Winslow singers? Oh my God. I listen to recordings of the group singing, and when they say, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna bring the Winslow singers now, and they go into this rage, you know, and all that. Mm -hmm. Now I don't hear it going up because I'm too Ooh. busy trying to focus on what am I gonna do. Yes. Oh, uh, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so I don't hear it until mm -hmm. I get home and listen to the recordings and say, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, like I said, I'm my own worst critic. Them Winslow's can't sing like, not like that. You know what I mean? Thank but you. the Lord, 
Yes. The Lord honors what they do. And I and I have to go back and listen again and say, hmm, that's good. You know what I mean? Even the services we did, the service we did on Sunday, when I listened back to it, when I heard their first note on come, I said, it's on today. Uh-oh. They're gonna sing today. Yes. You know, and you know when you, you know when it's gonna be good and when it's you're right, you're right. from the first note. Yes. They were on point. And I said, oh my God. You know, and, I, and it was like I'm embarrassed mm -hmm. when it's good. Mm. I'm embarrassed because I don't want them to think. I mean, there are times when I said, Y'all better sing, you know, yes. like that. Oh no, you don't have to pump your own side. No, I'm not. You know, but I'm encouraging them. They're doing a good job. Yes. You know, and they sang on me on Sunday. Oh, my God, they sang on me. Yes, those clips was good. I was watching them. Uh, oh, my God, they sang on me, 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 me. I enjoyed it. Oh, they God. Said, oh, that's awesome. Isn't it? That's amazing. When you least expect it, how yeah. you, you just said, you didn't feel like you was even a legend. And somebody else is saying, no, this guy knows he's on. People are watching. Yes. And I'm so glad that they encouraged you. They really did. Goals. They really did. I said, okay, I can go on. Um, it might not be 42. Uh, maybe it's 21. Maybe mm -hmm. half of that. But I, I can go on a little further. Yeah. You know, I feel encouraged. Please do. Please do. Your music is amazing. God is good. God is, God is truly amazing. Yes, he is. God is truly oh. amazing. Thank you again so much for joining us, David. Y'all be sure to follow the David Winslow singers. Be sure to go to a concert. You will get blessed. If you hear them do that, come. They're going to sing. You sing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he's doing some amazing things. And it's so amazing. The most amazing part is that he's just being true to himself with the gift that God has given him and allowing yeah. God to do the most amazing things with it. And that's the most amazing part when you just use your gift and allow god to do the rest yes yes yeah oh, so 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 good so i thank you so much for joining us we do wish you a great great evening yes and i will be in touch i i hope to hear from you yeah keep yes. it keep in touch with the old head you know yeah gosh because so, right. i forget my short-term memory is really uh this bad right now but okay you know, if I pop in your head, just send me a text. You know, so, okay, somebody texting me now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but it, this has been wonderful. Awesome. Thank you again so very much. I do again wish you a great evening. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And I'm going to tune in on oh, Mondays. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's I appreciate be good. that. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Tonight we had the amazing David Winslow. Yo, that was amazing. And on the, I'm not sure what side it comes up, but that's his mom, Miss Dot. Hope that you, such a sweet, sweet person. As you can see, she made a beautiful son, a beautiful other children too, because he's not an only child. Um, known for getting in trouble, bless his heart. I didn't like that. Friends, did y'all get in trouble as kids? Let me know in the comments. I didn't like it. Don't forget our quote of the day. A mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. Unknown, but a mother's love, I'm sorry, mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. And I tell you, that is a comforting 
piece right there. And again, this month is dedicated to my mom, the late Ada E. Harris. On one side, you see her at the baby shower. I call it our first official picture that I have because um, her job gave her a baby shower. On the other side, you see her, me, and my grandmom, Rajuline. So again, mom, you are the music of my heart. Be sure to join us next week as we will have Erin Harden for our Isn't She Lovely episode. It's going to be good. I'm so, so excited. Again, I got some music superstars coming so you can learn about the amazing things that they are doing out here in these streets. Friends, guess what? A Day of Empowerment is here. It's going to be Saturday, May 14th, 2022 from 11 to 3 at the Canvas Center. And our keynote speaker is Shar Phelps. It's going to be amazing. Tickets are available. You can go to our website at www.chosencounselors.com to purchase your ticket today. Oh, I am so, so excited. When I tell you all these speakers came together and they are excited and power-packed to give us some nuggets of wisdom to empower us, strengthen us, mm, we got this. And friends, I want you to be there. Tickets are available now. Lunch will be provided. I just secured the last vendor. It's going to be really, really good. So y'all be sure to come on and attend. I promise you, you're going to enjoy yourself. So again, join us next week as we will have Erin Harden for isn't she lovely? Tonight we had David Winslow. And again, join us next week. It's going to be good. This whole month is going to be great. Thank you again so very much. I think that's all my announcements. I love you all for real. Until next time. Thanks for joining Jen Cares Powered by Chosen Podcast this week. Make sure to visit our website at chosencounselors.com. That's chosen with a Z. To follow us, stay in the know, and most of all, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode as we specialize in bringing the community to you.